glass, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. I like my music loud, so DJ turn me up. DJ turn me up. Trying to get hit, musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch I come to party, trying to get hit Musical loudest, nigga but hits If I hop on it, then do what you get I just go in like the fit of a switch So at the top of the hour, I was going to try to do a video, but I don't know. Just something about looking at the camera while I'm talking distracts me in a way. Like, so if someone else could record me talking or be the producer or, or be the person that does a video. But I'm not the one that does that, man. I'm, I'm the one that sits back and talks, man. So I have people to do that. But anyways, guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Kicking It With The King, episode 344. Long are back. It's a brand new month again. As I've been saying, man, time is just flying by like the highway, man. And speaking of high, we all are high on this motherfucking Monday. It's Monday, May 3rd, 2021. Wow, like I said, time is flying by, but it's all about what you do with your time and how efficiently you choose to you utilize it so um like i said it's been about a week or so since we've been back um lots have happened since then um but say no more we've got a lot to cover and a lot to talk about on today's show but man it's just like the last couple of days it's been crazy because i actually haven't had a day off in technically 10 days until today so I mean, it's it's real sweet. Um, it's my it's my day off. I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm chilling. I'm smoking some of this this weed my brother gave me over here, and uh, here we are. We're ready to talk about the fights. There's a lot of interesting matchups and stuff we can get to and talk about, and and then so much other shit. And we'll talk about everything that's happened in the last few days and stuff, both in the combat sports world and just the regular world in general. So, like I said, guys, as always, sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy the show. We're available everywhere you get your shows, exclusively on Spotify, available everywhere you get your podcasts, ladies and gentlemen, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, I mean, everywhere you get your shows, ladies and gentlemen. It's not hard to find us. You can also follow us on social media as well, at KWTKPod, as well as... um g the king underscore official on instagram as well uh, i have snapchat i have tiktok and all that so be sure to follow us there and support us because we are very active on our social media account too so um it's good to be back here on today's episode man i am freaking high right now as you speak um where where are we going to start today we're going to start today on this episode um oh, let's see i mean uh we just had a recent uh fight night wow Really crazy 
fight um, in the light heavyweight division between Dominic Reyes and Yuri Prochaska. I mean, I had really known a crazy amount about Yuri, but you know, I like I knew uh, enough about him. I mean, I read uh, and seen him all over my feed and his really Vikingish hairstyle and you know like freaking reminded me of like a, a medieval viking or some shit like that man that guy is crazy i mean his spinning back elbow ko over dominic reyes you know i had said arguably that yuri's performance against reyes obviously was i mean i'm not gonna say it's, it was better than the the champion jan blahovich's performance but dude that's on the front line for knockout of the year man and that was a vicious knockout and he put full force into that. I mean, Reyes goes face down. That's three losses in a row for the, the former title challenger. And now the question is, where does he go from here? I mean, I, I sat here and thought about it for a second. And I'm just like, you know, he had a very close, close fight with John Jones. You guys know my thoughts on that one. I clearly thought John won. It was, you know, it was a chess match. It wasn't easy. But John, at the end of the day, got the job done. I mean, Reyes did very, very good in that fight. That's the craziest part. So now that Reyes goes from fighting John Jones to having a shot at redemption when it comes to um, fighting in a championship title fight, he fights Jan Blahovich, loses to Jan Blahovich, and, you know, obviously uh, Jan Blahovich has that legendary Polish power, and, you know, Reyes obviously was coming off the Jones fight, and, you know, now... You know, fast forward to him losing to Yuri. What's next? Is he done? Is he washed up? I mean, there's so many questions. A lot of people like to throw all those narratives out there. But realistically, that was a fun fight, man. That was a competitive fight. It wasn't like Yuri just came there and walked all over Reyes. It was a very fun and competitive fight. It was back and forth. Both men had their moments. Both men got hurt. You know, at the end of the day, it was Yuri's spinning back elbow from hell that landed flesh on the dome of Dominic Reyes and, and essentially ended the fight. Is he an extra t- shot at the light heavyweight title? Yes, of course, after Glover Teixeira and Jan Blachowicz fight, the winner of that will face probably Yuri Prochaska. But there's another man in the mix as well that we can't ignore because it's a lot. this man's name has been thrown out there as well. You know, if, if Yuri doesn't get a title shot next, then this man's name's out there. Personally, I would need to see him fight another is there another top contender like we could pull up the light heavyweight division but you know i'd like to see at least one more fight for yuri before uh before fighting for the title or being considered in a championship fight uh let's pull up the ufc rankings though to check it out because i want to see the light heavyweight rankings but you know there's really not a lot of people at light heavyweight at the moment um So we're going to pull up light heavyweight rankings. Here we go. Light heavyweight. All right, here we go. I mean, we got Glover Teixeira at number one. Rakic at number two. Um, Reyes was number three, but I think that's going to go down. Um, Volkan, Ostemir, we got Magomed, Ankalaya, Johnny Walker. I mean, if you look at the light heavyweight division, I mean, Anthony Smith, it's relatively pretty weak right now. There's no really, not really that many. I mean, there's people that could come and fight Jan Blahovich, but, you know, it's between Alexander Rakic, Glover Teixeira, and Yuri Prochaska. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't ignore Alexander Rakic, though. That's the thing. 
for Alexander Rakic should fight uh, Yuri Prochaska yet next, and whoever wins out of that gets a shot at the title next. Because you think about it, Yuri just got off the fight with Dominic now, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh, Jan and Glover. I mean, Glover to Cheryl wins. That's a whole different ball game, man. That's gonna be crazy. I mean, depending on how he wins against Jan and if he even beats Jan, I mean. Does Glover have a chance? I mean, yes, he does. He has solid wrestling, solid grappling, solid technique, great striking for sure. But he's also Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt and is a monster on the ground as well. So if Glover Teixeira takes you to the ground, man, you better be ready to, you know, be strangled. But, man, it's an interesting fight. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens in that one. Yuri really surprised a lot of people. I mean, I changed, I had picked Yuri by decision. But I didn't pick him to win by knockout. I mean, that, that was a vicious knockout, man. And, you know, look at the hairdo. The hairdo is a savage look. I mean, he's an absolute character. He's really, really cool, man. A really fun guy to watch. And a guy on the must-see must TV, most definitely, when it comes for championship fights, man. It's going to be crazy to see because uh, light heavyweight division is kind of crazy. Like I said, without John Jones in the mix, it's, uh, it's just, you know, it's just a different kind of, you know, different state of the division if you would say nowadays because back in the day i mean it was full of great you had the old omachita sugar rashad evans mauricio shogun who rampage jackson phil davis tito ortiz rich franklin man all, all these people former middleweights so a couple of those people um you know, we had a stacked light heavyweight division at one point in time, man. It's like, I'm not saying it's not stacked nowadays because, like I said, the sport has evolved and we're in a new age, a new era of the sport. But now we got these fucking savages at 205 pounds, man. So, I mean, obviously, like I said, Jan Blahovich is a great story right now. And I think for him would be to continue knocking people out cold. A Polish champion. Former KSW light heavyweight champion. For me personally, I want to see Dominic, uh, not Dominic, excuse me, Jan Blahovich reign a lot longer because I don't really know too much about the rest of these other guys and stuff. But, you know, you also got guys like Anthony Smith who looked good in his last fight and, you know, would love to see him get another big fight and, uh, you know, be one step closer to being in that talk as well because it's other than that, it's Alexander Rakic and stuff. I mean, we still got him and. We, we got to see what the UFC does with him. You got to match him up with, with uh, Yuri Prochaska. But then again, you don't want to uh, kill off contenders and stuff like that. So it's really interesting to see what's going to end up happening, though, for sure. Yeah, so like I said, Yuri got the job done. And, you know, like I said, he moves one step closer to securing a shot at the title. I didn't really even want to talk about this recent fight night. Um... Uh, but I wanted to move forward to UFC 262. So that's what we're going to do here. Um, UFC 262. Yeah. What a fucking fight card that is. And by the way, for anybody who can't see me, I'm rocking the undefeated Sugar Show 13-0 hoodie on this episode of the podcast. So... Bear with me, folks. I wanted to show it on camera. I fiddled with the camera so much earlier that I just figured, man, it's not worth the time. Uh, I just really want to um, do the podcast and stuff like that. But here we are. Um, oof, man, this is stacked. 
So we've got the main event, Charles Oliveira taking on Michael Chandler for the title at lightweight, welterweight co-main. We've got Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. Lightweight, Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. Caitlin Chukagan versus Viavani Arajo. Shane Burgos versus Edson Barbosa. Oh my god, that's this really great card. Really, really solid card. And since he said that, um it's probably it's, it's in like a couple weeks, right? Yeah, so it's in a couple weeks. But if you want to do fight picks early, we can. And we could talk about this fight later on as it comes like like when we get closer to the date as well. And we could have updated thoughts on it. Because you know it's fun to talk about fights that are coming up. I mean, it's a stacked card, a full on stacked card, and I'm very excited for it, man. I'm very, very excited. Um There we go. So off the top. I'm going to pick Edson Barbosa by the end of his decision to defeat, defeat Shane Burgos. I'm going to go with Viviani Araujo defeat, to, to defeat Caitlin Chukagan by decision. Picking Tony Ferguson to win by decision. I'm picking Leon Edwards to stop Nick Diaz by TKO in round four. And in the main event, I'm picking Michael Chandler to win by knockout in the third round. These picks are brought to you by Verdict MMA. Do follow me and support, obviously, everywhere we go. Everywhere we got. Every single platform we're on. We're on Verdict as well, ladies and gentlemen. G the King official on Verdict MMA, ladies and gentlemen. Do follow me on there. Um, I've predicted 135 fights total on this card, but probably picked over 100 or hundreds of thousands. or thousands of fights throughout my entire life, so bear with me. Um... So interesting fight, man, in, in, in the main event between Michael Chandler and, and Charles Oliveira. I mean, Charles Oliveira is one of those guys that really slowly but surely, you know, matured as a fighter, started to put all those skills together. I mean, he was already a devastating submission artist, uh, not really necessarily a striker. He was getting knocked out. He was getting beaten up. He was getting obviously taken down. I mean, for a guy like Frankie Edgar to take down Charles Oliveira, as credentialed as Charles was even back then, you know, it's very dangerous. I mean, Frankie Edgar had a hard fight with him. I mean, Charles Oliveira is really put together an amazing win streak and really slowly but surely crept his way up to one of the top pound for pound fighters in that division because of what he's been able to accomplish in his evolution and his devastating submissions he has great striking now i mean if you look what he did to tony ferguson he took him down at will I mean, he has great grappling man he has just phenomenal grappling let's pull up charles Oliveira's wikipedia stop fucking phone Here we go. All right. Let's take a look. Let's see. Charles Oliveira. Wikipedia. Last fight was against Tony Ferguson. That was at UFC 256 in December last year. I mean, he's beating Kevin Lee. He submitted Jim Miller. Submitted Clay Guida. Stopped Nick Lentz on the feet. Knocked out Jared Gordon in Brazil. Wow. Submission win over David Tamer. 
And it submitted Will Brooks. And lost to Showtime Pettis by Guillotine. And Ricardo Lamas. Hurt himself in the Max Holloway fight. Um, submitted Miles Jury. So overall, it's just, you know, he's been winning more than anything. I mean, if you look at his wins, I mean, he has big wins over um, Darren Elkins, Efrain Escudero. But um, his losses, you know, famously to some of the best fighters in the world. Donald Cerrone has a win over him. Frankie Edgar, Cub Swanson, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis, Ricardo Lamas, Paul Felder. Paul Felder was the last man to beat him. And he beat him by TKO. But yeah, I mean, like I said, we're not here to talk about the losses. We're here to talk about the amazing win streak that he's been able to put together. And he's been able to win in an impressive fashion. And Michael Chandler, you know, obviously, like I said, is a game fighter. He's been one of the best lightweights of all time. You know, been regarded as one of the best fighters on the planet. For a very long time, but we still have that. We had that question that needed to be answered was like, how did he do in the UFC? We got that answer during his fight with Dan Hooker last year or earlier. Was it earlier this year? Yeah, I think it was earlier this year. Yeah, we had that answered and he looked impressive. You know, interesting to see how he does against Charles Oliveira. I mean, Michael Chandler has an amazing physique. He's very fast, he's very quick on the feet. He has great wrestling, great scrambles, great knees, great kicks, great punches, great speed. Super quick with his punches, man. Very, very, very fast. And like I said, he could touch Charles Oliveira up and and get right out the way. I mean, Charles Oliveira tries to go for a takedown or something like that. I mean, Michael Chandler, I mean, he he drills in and out. There's nothing that... There's no takedowns, I'm pretty sure, that Charles Oliveira can do that Michael hasn't seen in the gym. I mean, have you seen the videos of him and Usman scrambling? Or just him doing his crazy strength and conditioning and his wrestling scrambles and stuff? There was this one crazy video that I seen him do a while back. And I was just like, dude, this guy is freaking lit. Because he was, he, it was that time when he was, you know, you know, training. Like, he wasn't even in the UFC yet, right? He wasn't on the verge of going to the UFC just yet. And, um... He was, like, saying how he would be, like, the one to beat Khabib and talking about it constantly. And, you know, he was explaining how he just scramble out of all his transitions and all that. And, you know, seeing that and then, you know, seeing what, what he was able to do. But we really didn't see too much grappling in the hooker fight. But if you look at him now, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's going to be some grappling. I mean, I'd say striking-wise, Michael Chandler probably is a lot more seasoned and a lot better of a boxer on the feet and way better combinations than Charles Oliveira. I mean, Charles Oliveira has nasty kicks. He has nasty submissions, nasty grappling if he gets you there. And so it's a matter of if you can get Michael Chandler in an uncomfortable position, if you can land some, some vicious leg kicks, some cat kicks, if he, whatever he needs to do to shut down the velocity and the movement of Michael Chandler because you're not stopping Chandler. Man. Chandler's very vicious. He's very quick. He's always moving. He has a mindset of, of a winner, a mindset of a world champion, very disciplined, and you know, he, 
really showed everybody that he was for real coming over to the UFC and doing that after so many years over in Bellator. I mean, there's a point in time where I didn't think we we're ever going to get him in this organization. But when we finally got him in this organization, that was one of the sweetest moments, one of the most bittersweet moments in MMA history. So we got that. We got him beating Hooker by TKO. And now if he's able to amass a victory over Charles Oliveira, man, that's just going to be one of like the most perfect storybook endings. I mean, imagine Michael Chandler retiring after winning the belt at lightweight here in the UFC that would be crazy wouldn't it a storybook ending but no I think he's gonna defend that title from uh, for the next time to come I mean we got so many people at lightweight so much fun fights to make like I said it's all up to Michael Chandler or Charles Oliveira to get the job done Charles Oliveira wins then you know that will really show you how good Charles Oliveira is considering the fact that he just didn't beat anybody he beat Michael Chandler and, and if he wins most likely it'll be in an impressive fashion um, you know hopefully nothing negative happens in this fight like you know like a broken leg or fucking you know illegal knee or something like that you know what I mean I hope hopefully everybody goes out on the shield in the proper way and shape and form for this next fight so I mean interesting fight like I said it'll be interesting I mean I, I'm it's not the most exciting fight like I said I like to see a like a Poirier or a Connor you know headliner for that you know like a like a fight to that magnitude or something that's going to get people talking a lot more but logically this is a perfect fight you know great fight great test for Charles Oliveira great test for Michael Chandler and we'll get to see who the best damn lightweight in the world is on um on May 15th ladies and gentlemen so from one title fight to another let's go down the list baby um USC two sixty one lineup. Damn it! All right, I just lost it. Two sixty two. Excuse me. So well, we don't. Well, it's not a title fight, but it, we could consider it a title fight in a way. But in the welterweight division, we've got Leon Motherfucking Edwards returning against the one, the only two oh nine's own Stockton, Stockton's own. Excuse me, Nate Diaz returning against Leon Edwards. Oof. I mean, that is a wild fight. I mean, who would have thought that would have been a fight brought brought together? I mean, Leon Edwards briefly returned for a bit against uh, Bilal Muhammad. He looked good early on. And, you know, Leon Edwards is a fucking killer. He's fast. He's accurate. His striking super sharp. He's great on the ground. Great submissions. Great grappling. A nightmare matchup for Nate Diaz. Good God, why did they put this one together? Leon Edwards is going to beat the hell out of Nate Diaz. I don't, I just don't see any path for Nate in any given time. I mean, he has great boxing himself, but I think that Leon's just so much quicker and faster and more precise. And, you know, I, I think Leon recognizes and relishes the fact that this is a great fight. It's a good fight for him. Nate's a big name. Nate's uh, obviously been there, done that. He's fought for titles. Obviously, didn't come up uh, victorious in him, but he's been around for a very long time. He's a very game, and, you know, he's been one of the best and one of the most popular fighters of all time. So, we're getting Nate Diaz versus Leon Edwards. So, I mean, that, that interesting fight. Like I said, hey, Nate Diaz, Nate, I was Nate Diaz, I'll say it like that. Nate Diaz wins against Leon Edwards, then, yeah, I mean, people want to talk about title shot. I mean, I honestly, that that is wild to think. I want to be completely honest. I I would even if they beat Leon Edwards, I do 
not see him beating Usman. Usman would beat the hell out of Nate Diaz. And he would stop Nate Diaz. And very viciously, too. Uh, that that is a completely two different two different levels, man. These he's levels ahead, man. Usman's grappling and all that, man. That he would ragdoll Nate Diaz like crazy. I'm surprised Leon Edwards is gonna do that. I mean, who knows? I think Leon has superior striking. He's very, 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 very quick. Nasty kicks. Be careful with the kicks, though. You don't want to snap your leg like Weidman did. Good God, that was a gruesome injury, man. It's just did we talk about that? Did we? Dude, I, I still been... Oh, my God. I still can't believe that shit happened, man. That's wild. But Leon Edwards, like I said, overall, just a super sharp striker. He's very good. He has knockout power. Um, He's very quick. And, you know, I just think it's a bad matter for Nate Diaz. I mean, Leon Edwards has been working behind the scenes constantly, constantly, constantly. And, you know, like I said, he's just been getting better and better and better. And 100%, I believe Nate Diaz will, uh, well, not Nate Diaz, I feel uh, Leon Edwards will amass victorious over one Nate Diaz. So let's go down the list again to, All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's the third one? That one's, uh, by the way, that one's five rounds, too, just so you guys know. Tony Ferguson versus Benil Dariush. That's where we're stopped because i really don't, not really interested in the rest of the, the fights on the main card like that. When it comes to talking about them, I just talk about the ones that get people excited and the ones people are excited for. Um, so Benil Dariush is one of those kill or be killed kind of guys. I mean, his knockout win over Chakar Close. I mean, I mean, his last fight was great, too. I mean, Benil Dariush is slowly but surely, you know, just knocking motherfuckers out left and right. Very humble guy. A guy, a, a Christ, a guy, a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, trains at the, what is it called? The MMA lab? Not the MMA. It, what's it called? No, that's not the MMA. Um, King's MMA. Uh, Rafael Cordero. That's where Marvin Vittori uh, trains as well. Mm. Neil Darius is a madman, but, you know, is he going to be able to withstand the crazy barrage of Tony Ferguson. I mean, Tony Ferguson was on that a hot streak for, like, the longest time. And then, like, all of a sudden, it just, it just went away. I mean, he got, he got beaten by Justin Gaethje, and then he lost to Charles Oliveira. But ever since then, he hasn't, hasn't lost. I, I mean, it, he's lost, but he's coming off of two losses in a row, so... You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him if he comes up short in this next fight. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, did you see the takedown? I mean, Charles Oliveira destroyed Tony Ferguson on the ground. I mean, he took him down at will, controlled him for three full rounds, man. I was like, damn, we know if you've seen Tony get dominated like that, that nasty submission attempt. Ooh, he thought it was going to break his arm at one point. But I was like, yeah, dude, oh, my God, that was wild. I mean, he, he beat him like that in impressive fashion. Um, and that only makes us think what could be would have done, <laughs> right? Um... But for Benil Dariush, man, it's just like a you know a striker's paradise. Like him and Tony Ferguson, most likely. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. Here on this episode, episode three hundred forty-four on May third, two thousand and twenty-one, we're saying that Tony Ferguson and Benil Dariush are gonna deliver a fight of the night. Let a let the fucking uh, let the predictions go more accurate this time too. 
you know, like I said, uh, I just think it's going to be a wild fight. And Tony Ferguson does not stop. He keeps moving forward. Keeps on going forward. Doesn't stop and he'll cut you up with his elbows. He'll slice you up. He has a, has a great jab. He has knockout power in his own right. And, you know, obviously has a chin too. So uh, that chin will be tested against Benil Dariush. Because Benil can crack too, man. But, you know, like imagine Benil Dariush knocking out Tony Ferguson. That's when you'd really seriously got to give him some top contenders next. I mean, Tony Ferguson is a top contender. And then, you know, like I said, that's probably one of the tougher fights for Benil. He's not going to obviously walk through Tony like he's walked everyone else. I mean, like I said, he hasn't walked through everybody else. He's been hurt and very, very much so and stuff, too. And, you know, he's been hurt in clips a couple times, too. So, I mean, it's not like he hasn't suffered adversity in his last couple fights, but hey, it's not going to be easy one. Tony Ferguson's not an easy target, so that's going to be an interesting one to see. I can't wait for that one. Uh, USC 262 live on pay-per-view. I, I cannot wait for that one. It's an interesting one. It's a big fight card, and you know, obviously, like I said, any fight card, I mean, with the fans returning and all that, everything's opening up again. It's going to be a great night. I cannot wait for that one, too, so um, what else we got here on this episode of the show? Um, like I said, if you like our show, do give us a five-star rating, like, share, rate, and review, folks. Um, like I said, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, KWTKPod as well. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, what else do we got here on this episode? We're literally only like 30 minutes in. Maybe we got like 10 more minutes left here on this exclusive episode of our show. Um, Yeah, like I said, man, just, it's been my it's my day off. I'm just going to relax, like make some food later. Uh, I just chill, man. I've been watching, uh, what's the show called? I've been watching uh, Chicago PD. It's available on Hulu and I think the NBC app as well. If you have like a subscription and shit like that, like a direct TV subscription and all that shit, uh, I've been watching that show. So I've been I'm on like the ninth episode or like the eleventh episode or something like that. It's it's a really really good show. That one uh, I've been watching a little bit of a nine one one nine one one uh Lone Star. Um, I still watch the SWAT. I've been watching SWAT as well on cbs and then uh what other shows been a couple other shows have been yeah it's mainly been the 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 cops and you know fbi and uh, investigator kind of shows like csi and shit like like those like investigative kind of shows like lately that's what i've been doing and then like just listening to music and chilling and stuff like that man um slept pretty good too and it last oh my god yesterday as i was going to go on my or no it was not yesterday but the day before i was gonna go to the store right and i had hid twenty dollars for myself and uh my model car over in my room i hid twenty dollars in the trunk of one of my little model cars so i wouldn't spend it right and then i go and finally find it and realize that i had a twenty dollar bill in there right then later on i go um to work and then i get ready to go on my 30 minute break my lunch i get out the car or i get out the uh, the restaurant i get put my fucking uh 
$20 or my $20 bills in my pocket, right? I put it in there probably like 30 minutes before. And then I go and I walk in the parking lot. And I don't know if it was in my hand or something like that or I just wasn't paying attention. But that shit blew away. And I was like, oh, dude, that was like the last $20 I had in my pocket. Like, or my wallet, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, man, it blew away. So I was like, whoever ended up finding it, I'm like, I hope you enjoyed that. Because that was mine, motherfucker. That's my hard-earned money, you son of a bitch. But yeah. So, uh, it blew away. That blew away. So, yeah. That sucked. But, um, but anyways, we got any anything else coming up here? I mean, I appreciate everybody that tunes in and been listening to this show from day one. It's May, ladies and gentlemen. You realize that. It's May. So, now... We are basically, you know, I think it's like May 16th or something like that. I don't know. You might as well just say in the month of May that we have reached six years of this podcast. Six years. We've been here for six years, baby. 344 episodes plus, And we've been here for six years, baby. We're going to keep on going. Another six. Here's to another six. We got a real. I think like I think we're gonna plan something for like the center of the month for the May for May, and uh, we're gonna do some fucking wild shit. Get hella fucked up on the podcast and stuff. Maybe have some guests or have like a special edition or something like that. We we've definitely got to do that, man. For sure, but uh, we will we will talk about that and then some on the next episode. We got a lot of stuff to uh, we got a lot of stuff to uncover. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, that, um, I'm wearing my undefeated Sugar Shell Sean O'Malley uh, t-shirt. And speaking of Sean O'Malley, uh, Sean O'Malley will take on Luis Smolka on uh, July 10th um, at UFC 264. That That's a fun fight. I'm, I'm excited for that one. Interesting to see what's going to happen on that one. That's some good news. That's going to be an interesting one. Oof, one last, well, how about this? Ooh. John Jones and Francis Ngannou going at it on Twitter. I mean, who would have thought that ever would have been a thing? I mean, John Jones, one of the best light heavyweights of all time, moving up to heavyweight, looks absolutely shredded and big and bulky and looks, you know, looks the part of a heavyweight so it looks his physique is in outstanding shape i mean they've been going back and forth i mean that's been targeted for a while that's a fight a lot of people want to see i mean that's a scary fight for john jones one of these scariest fights i mean i would have thought anthony johnson would have been the toughest fight and that would have been such a different fight you know than the dc uh, john jones versus anthony johnson would probably went so much more differently than dc did against rumble both times i mean Rumble hit so fucking hard, and that was going to be our first, you know, like, you know, Rampage hit hard back then. People try to say that as an excuse for him to potentially beat John Jones back in that day, but it's like, oh, Rampage hit hard. How's John, John going to do against a guy like that? Boom, he takes him down, he chokes him out. And now, if you look at that, look at him now, he's going to go up against a guy who hits like a fucking truck at every any given time. Francis, such a big, massive, fucking gigantic um, of a Greek god built like a like a Greek god built man, like that's crazy. Cause what if the first clean punch that lands on John Jones, I mean, like is he gonna go down? That's what's gonna happen. I mean, if Francis Ngannou knocks John Jones out, d- does that make him one of the best of fucking fighters of all fucking time? Cause like, dude, if if Francis knocks John Jones out, dude, oh my god, I mean, I. The world's going to be such a crazy-ass place. 
I mean, it was already fucking crazy for me to see Masvidal get knocked out by Usman in the last fight. That shit was fucking wild, bro. I mean, out of all potential outcomes, Usman beats Masvidal by knockout and a vicious knockout. He put his entire body weight and power into that punch and landed those nasty hammer fists and got the job done, dude. It was a vicious fucking knockout. It was a vicious fucking knockout, man. I mean, we're seeing people who have never been knocked out get knocked out. Now. That shit, this sport is wild. This sport's crazy. Francis Ngannou, man. Is it too early to say that I would bet on Francis Ngannou to get the job done? Is it crazy? Isn't it a crazy statement? I mean, whenever this fight chooses to come together, man, I don't know, man. I, I'd be willing to see it. I'd be willing to bet hard on it. I mean, if John Jones can beat Francis Ngannou and win the UFC heavyweight title, then that says a lot about John Jones as well as regarded as one of the best fighters of all time. So it will be interesting, man. I, I really, really interested to see what what would happen with that with that fight. Man, like I said, both fighters are great. Francis Ngannou did what he did against Stipe. You know, obviously the first fight happened. And, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting, man. Very, very interesting. There's a lot of interesting matchups coming up. Wait, you got anything else here on this episode? Mm. <laughs> Doritos, the... The Doritos, uh, Dorito, uh, looks, apparently changed their logo from, it looks crazy. It looks like a, a, it looks like a little, the little scent icon on Snapchat when you send you your snaps and it says like, you know, delivered and shit, that little fucking arrow, it looks just like that. Um, that's crazy, but anyways, guys, I think that's it for, uh, this episode like i said we 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 came back we uh it's gonna be here it's gonna be back here on this episode of kicking with the king man i like i said i can't believe it's already made that's that shit's wild man so let's take another fucking hit together before we get out of here man tomorrow's payday re-up on my stizzies <coughs> 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 then well oh, oh god um then we'll talk about me getting this dizzy and what flavor I got on the next episode which you always do they're not gonna go find some 
some pre-rolls and shit like that to smoke on and and whatever else your mind gets your um, your mind is attracted to you know what I mean so this depends man I get to see my statements come out a day before because we use the ADP app and we get paid through that so um I get to see my statements a day before and start planning ahead subtract money for bills and shit like that you know what I mean but um Anyways, guys, like I said, that's it. I think that's it for us today, ladies and gentlemen. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, uh, KWTK Pod uh, uh, on Instagram and Twitter. We are very active on Twitter as of late, as of like the last month or two. Um, obviously, Instagram as well, Facebook.com slash Gabriel the King Hernandez as well. Um, like I said, you can follow me everywhere. I do TikTok, I do Instagram, I do Snapchat. You can follow me on each and every one of those platforms. We are spreading the word, and we will spread the knowledge as well, ladies and gentlemen. We will not be shut down, we will not be silenced, and we'll continue to utilize every tool that we can. Free speech is a must, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys for joining us here on this brand new episode. Like I said, follow us, like, share, rate, roof. Without further ado, leave us a five-star rating anywhere you can for our podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Gabriel Hernandez signing off. G, the king, out, baby. DJ, turn it up. DJ, DJ, turn it up. It's all yours, baby. We're out of this, bitch. Bye, folks. Yeah, I'm gonna set your place